Hey guys, happy Tuesday. It is the last Tuesday of February. We are on our way to March. I miss you guys. I'm so sorry that I could not record an episode last weekend, but I had some family things I had to get taken care of. So I kind of had um, to have my focus somewhere else, but I'm glad to be back. I feel like we have lots to talk about. We're getting a massive storm here today. Um, like up to eight inches of snow so that absolutely blows i actually don't really mind snow days i just hate the aftermath so like i like when it snows but i wish it would just like melt the day after because like now it's just gonna be like snow everywhere for months or weeks hopefully not months and it just is not fun it's extremely depressing and i'm ready for winter to be over i'm done with it i need the summertime i actually just self-tanned last night for like the first time in forever because i literally was depressed at how pale i was it's truly upsetting the amount of tan that i have lost this year it's very depressing and the more like i take care of my skin the less sun exposure you're supposed to get and i'm just like i want to be tan and crispy in the sun somewhere with a drink that's where my head's at and it's gonna stay like that until someone makes it happen for me i need to just get out of here but i'll be going to new york in a, in a week or two which is nice but i guess it doesn't really matter because it's cold there anyways so that doesn't count. I keep telling my husband, like, can we go to Miami just for the weekend or to Florida just for a few days just so I can sit in the sun? I'll be happy. I'll shut up after that. And like our honeymoon in May, like we're going to Italy, but it's not like prime summertime season. You know what I mean? So it's not like we're going to be sitting out in the sun and getting toasty. So like I need to go somewhere where it's really warm. The UV is over eight and I can be in a bathing suit and just live my best life just at least for 24 hours that's it so we got to make that happen somehow literally i cannot stop staring at my ring in this mirror i started cleaning my rings with windex and dish soap i usually just do dish soap but the a little dab of aluminum free windex and your ring will just glisten glisten i like to record in my beauty room because it just makes me you know get in the get in the mood like the vibes are there and it's across from the mirror and i'm now staring at my twinkling ring in my face <laughs> if you haven't tried that like if you need a good like ring cleaner just with household stuff dawn dish soap and a little bit of aluminum free windex in hot hot water your rings will just they look brand new i don't know if you guys remember you probably obviously do but i talked a little bit about getting off birth control and what that's looked like for me and it's officially been over a month let's see when my last cycle was so it's actually pretty wild i know that i spoke about it a little bit but like how in tune with your body you can get after getting off birth control it's very fascinating to me and since i had it in for so long i've had i've been on this the iud for over it's almost eight years that i had it in so i didn't like my body like didn't remember how to I think like it didn't remember how to function without it and so i totally forgot my mom actually reminded me of this that when I got on birth control, I actually got a period every like three months. And once I got off, like I noticed that like my ovulation was really late and I just like, I don't know, it was just usually when I would ovulate, I was not ovulating. So it happened again. My body went right back to its old ways and it's been over a month since I had a cycle. I'm not pregnant. My body just ovulates very late. So I'm wondering now 
if I have to actually focus on why that's happening and like maybe one of my ovaries doesn't work properly. Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm paying closer attention to it. And if I didn't get off birth control, I would never know about this issue if it is an issue because it seems as if one side of my ovary doesn't drop an egg. Only one does. So that's why I would ovulate double as long as I typically would have ovulated with my birth control. So I find that very, very interesting because the Paragard one, I think it like made you get a period every month because I know that everybody says that they had a cycle every month and it definitely regulated my cycle. Like I got it every month on the dot for the past seven years. Like it's not, it has not been irregular. And it's fascinating that once I get off of it, right away my body goes right back to how it was before i had birth control so i found that interesting and i wanted to share that because i know a lot of you guys reached out to me and talking about birth control and natural cycling and just being more natural to your body so i was very 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 surprised on what i'm experiencing so far but so far so good i really do love the natural cycles app it's very very fascinating and like how i was just talking about how my ovulation was really late like it kind of like based off like what a regular cycle would be like the first month tracking because obviously it doesn't know your body yet because you have to track every day and so i think it told me that i was supposed to be ovulating like on the 15th day of my cycle and then I actually didn't ovulate until the 39th day and because I take my temperature every single morning when I wake up it tracks it and like when your temperature spikes up that's typically when you're ovulating when you drop the egg and it picked up on that and it was very fascinating I was like well okay this is pretty accurate because it really did track exact when I ovulated because I felt it in my body I knew that I was ovulating but obviously I was a little confused because I was like, this is not when I'm supposed to be ovulating. Maybe it's my cycle. Like I didn't really know what was going on, but the app is a really good tool to have. You just need to give it a little bit to kind of like sink to your body. One thing I will say though is taking my temperature in the morning is a pain in the ass. I do forget a lot and you have to take it like right when you wake up or it's not accurate. So I went ahead and bought an aura ring. They're expensive, but it's worth it to me because I can just wear it to bed and it'll take my temp in the morning. Like this is long-term for me. Like I'm not planning on getting any birth control and I do not want to have children right now. So for me, I kind of need to put all my effort into it and that aura ring is worth it to me because I don't want to ever like mess up my temperature or like track things wrong. This will just be more of a secure way to measure and just be in tune with my cycle. But if you do it right, I really do think it's awesome and it's such a great tool to have and it's so empowering being so in tune with your body. Like it was the craziest thing when I was ovulating. Oh my God, when I was ovulating last week, I felt, I was telling my husband, I'm like, this is weird. I'm not supposed to be ovulating, but I feel like I'm ovulating. All the symptoms were there. Like I was so in tune with my body and I knew it. And then when the app clarified that I actually was, I was like, oh my God, this is cool. Like props to myself. Cause I did like, I knew, and I was in tune with my body and I don't know, it was very cool to see. So it's really nice being in tune with your body and just being able to do it the natural way and be able to prevent pregnancy without having crazy hormones in my body. I will give you a little update on how I'm feeling though since I got off birth control. I, d I have said this before, but ever since I got off, it's like an extreme change. I barely have any brain fog anymore. I do feel like I lost a little water weight, bloating, that kind of stuff. Just that typical stuff. My skin has been on another level of glow lately, I will say. 
I think overall, I just feel so much better. And I mean, by the looks of what it looked like when it came out, I mean, I understand why I feel better. But yeah, that's my little birth control update for you. I really did have like an overwhelming number of people reach out to me just talking about their experience and how they wanted to get off and what their experience was like when they got off or etc. So I love when you guys reach out though, because I do find it really important to connect on this kind of stuff outside of the podcast. Like I welcome you to always just send me a message if you ever want to talk about anything, if we ever discuss anything on the podcast, you need clarification on that kind of stuff because it's important. But I did submit a question box this yesterday morning on my page and I do, there was a lot of questions like immediately. So I do want to touch on some of those topics. A big topic that I always usually get on my questions is confidence, confidence in the workplace, how to be confident. Um, could you do something on how to stay motivated and confident in life? Um, just a bunch of confidence questions. So let's touch on that a little bit um, because confidence, as you know, like I always say, comes from inside and confidence. No one can make you confident. You are the only one that makes yourself confident. And that starts with just your everyday, like telling yourself that you're good enough or that you're beautiful in the mirror every single day. Like you, you need to be good to yourself. You need to love yourself in order to be confident and to show confidence on the outside world. So there is no key on how to be confident because I do get that question a lot. How do you, how are you confident? How do you become confident? Like everyone's way of becoming confident is different, but the main thing in confidence is just believing, actually truly believing yourself inside because you can fake confidence all you want, but if someone really looks into you, they know you're insecure, they know you're confident just by your action. I know we see a lot of this mean girl culture going around right now, but mean, mean girls are insecure. That's why they're mean. I'm sure you're following what's going on with Hollywood right now. Like this whole Bieber, Gomez shit. Like it's crazy. But overall, mean girls are insecure. Insecurity shines within your attitude and the way you treat others. That is like the main thing. And again, mean girls will always be mean girls and mean girls are going to shine their insecurity on situations or on people when they're down because that's just how it is. I mean, even in the industry that I'm in, like there's some girls that are mean girls, influencers that are mean girls and think that they're better than everyone else. And I just stay away from them. Like I have a few people that I connected with early on into my TikTok career and shortly realized that they were mean girls. You know what I mean? Like, so I just try to stay away from that because no one... Mean girls are never going to help you get anywhere. Like, they're never going to cheer you on. They're never going to... I mean, mean girls are just mean girls. You don't want mean girls in your life. And there's going to be a lot of people in any industry. doesn't matter where you are, where you work, what you do. There's going to be mean girls no matter where you go. And those mean girls are mean girls because they're insecure. Insecure people like to find bad in people who are secure. That's just the way it goes because it makes them feel better. So part of being confident is making sure that you channel every single one of those people that wish hate on you or wish bad on you out. Like don't even, they don't exist. You know what I mean? Like we talk about this a lot, but like the past year I really went on like a healing journey and I, I think I'm 1000 different person than I was two years ago. I know that in my, in my core, I know that. And I am a lot more confident and I am a lot more secure with myself and I think that has a lot to do with the way I view myself. I view myself as 
an amazing person because I know that I am a great person and I know that I provide people with value and I, I'm just proud of who I am. So when you start loving yourself and cheering yourself on, that confidence will start to radiate from inside you. And sometimes you need to heal some things that are, you know, stirring up inside you or that link uh, that are lingering inside you from your past in order to get there. Because a lot of the time trauma can, you know, stunt our confidence and make us not confident because it's something that's just lingering inside us. So healing, healing that trauma, healing that inner child, whatever it is, you need to heal that because you can see that from the outside. It always shines through, always. Even if you think that it doesn't, it typically does. And then this question was like confidence in the workplace. Like I get it. I mean, if you don't know, I was in a situation, well, not a situation. I was in a job before I went full-time content creation in a place where it was hard to be confident because of the people that you were surrounded with. But let me tell you, every time I showed up to a meeting, dressed head to toe, dapper, with my heels on, my hair done, my makeup, like I always felt so confident because I set the tone. You know what I mean? Like I walked into my meetings and I walked in to events that we had. And even if those other girls didn't like me or they felt threatened by me or whatever it was, the toxic, toxic environment, I knew that I was worth it. So I would walk into that room and I would feel confident because I knew that I was worth it. You know what I mean? I knew that I was better than all those people. No offense, but like, and I'm not saying think of yourself like you're better than everyone. That's Don't be cocky. Like, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying know your worth because you're not going to walk into a room when you think that you're less than someone and shine. You know what I mean? So in the workplace, um, I know it's hard like not to get involved with people and like not to have friendships with people in the workplace, but I did find that having a work relationship, you know what I mean? The work friendship was better than having a friendship that, you know, went outside of work. I found that work and play, work and personal just never, ever went well. And things always got twisted and it just... I don't know, it just never really worked for me. I guess maybe that's only in the sales field because that's what I was in. But I don't know, I just feel like every workplace that I was in in the sales world typically had a lot of jealousy in it because of the way sales is run. It's it is a competitive it's a competitive job. You're fighting against everyone else to get your numbers and to just do better, but you know what I mean? So I guess that stigma of like the job description and like what you do for the job created that kind of toxic work environment. So I bet you it's not like that with any, with every field, because I know a lot of people do love their work friends and work family. But again, this was just my experience in sales. I think overall, just keeping, um, some personal things to yourself versus sharing them with people at work is always probably the better decision, but just again, self-love and knowing your worth, having confidence in the workplace is no different than having confidence in your life and having confidence no matter where you are. So I think that overall, you just need to be better to yourself, be kinder to yourself, love yourself and know your worth. And your confidence will slowly, slowly start to just get bigger and bigger and shine brighter through you, through every room that you walk into. Another question that it kind of stems with confidence, but another question, not a question, multiple questions that I got topic, 
was on plastic surgery. And I actually love that people are talking about this because I would like to share my two cents on plastic surgery because I feel like, I don't know, so many people, I guess like being in social media and stuff, you see people get work done. And I mean, just the world that we live in, plastic surgery is so much more like widely accepted and just normal. And I am very, very, very much for do whatever the hell makes you happy. If you want boobs, go get some boobs. You know what I mean? Like if you want some lips, go get some lip filler if that's going to make you happy. A lot of the times men also don't understand this side of the plastic surgery conversation because men see like, oh, she's insecure. Like she's going to go get this done. But like that's not what it is. You know what I mean? Like sometimes women are perfectly fine with who they are, but they'd rather have a nice pair of titties. So they go get a pair of titties and they feel confident in them and they love them. You know what I mean? Like it really just don't understand that whole part because it's just, they're not women. You know what I mean? They're men. That is the absolute last way that people should look at plastic surgery because a lot of the times people get plastic surgery on things that bother them, the things that they really aren't happy with, that they can't change unless getting work done. And it's no, it's no one else's business. You know what I mean? Like it really is no one else's business. If something would make you happy, if it would make you happier to do something and get a specific procedure done or something else done to make you feel happier when you look at yourself in the mirror, that's for you. That's for no one else. It's for you. And the problem with this stigma, I guess, with plastic surgery, these fake plastic girls, like this stigma comes from people overdoing it. You know what I mean? Like the women who are getting 1,000 cc's on each boob look like a freaking, you know what I mean? Like that's where all this stuff comes from. The extreme BBLs, like the extreme surgeries are kind of what puts that tone for the negative view on plastic surgery when it absolutely should not be looked at that way. Like you should not have these people who are doing the extreme stuff ruin it for the people who just want to look better. Overall, plastic surgery will always have people that are like, oh, I would never do that. I would never do that. Okay, well, it's not you. So you don't even have to worry about that. You know what I mean? Like everyone should be able to do whatever the hell they want. It's their body. If it would make you happier, don't overdo it, babe. But go for it. And I am 1000% not encourage you to go under the knife or to go get injectables. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying if these little things will make you happier, then do it. We're here for a short time and you don't want to spend that time just sitting there being like, oh, I wish I did this or oh, I wish I did that. Life is too short. Do whatever the hell you want. Like that's all it comes down to. For instance, I had a breast augmentation consultation in 2019. Okay. I was a little too young to be getting it done, but I, from losing weight and gaining weight and losing weight and gaining weight, when I had an eating disorder, my chest lacks a lot of tissue and it lacks a lot of just projection. And over the years, like I've gotten leaner and leaner and like, you know, my whatever BMI is a lot lower maybe than when I started like weightlifting and doing my whole health journey, and it's always the boobs that go first. I'm telling you, it's always boobs. So, like, over the years, they've just kept getting smaller and smaller, and, like, yeah. So that's something that, you know, lacks my confidence. I can only wear, like, specific type of shirts, and I can't wear, like, really low-cut shirts because I lack a lot of cleavage, and I lack, like, firmness in that area. So it's 1,000% something that I've thought over for at least over six years. Like, I know more than that. I, since high school, I've, I've wanted to do it, but I don't know. I just feel like it was time to wait and now is like a better time. So 
I'm just using me as an example because <laughs> I mean like people ask all the time like what do you think about plastic surgery like how should you do blah, blah blah like all this stuff and it's like I've never gotten any plastic surgery I've never gotten any work done anything like that but like this is something that I wouldn't not do because I know how much it will do for me you know what I mean like I know how much it will do for my confidence even though I am very confident I love who I am and I love my body and all that stuff but like this is just more of an intimate and different kind of level you know what I mean it's just crazy like over the years like ever since I first started like looking into this procedure versus now like it is so much more common now and like widely accepted and that makes me feel really good you know what I mean like it just seeing other people's experience and stuff like that it just makes you I don't know, it just makes you more educated, I guess, on the topic. So I just wanted to chime in that because I wanted to give you a actual real life example <laughs> and something you probably didn't know about. But I am honest and I will tell you my honest truth and I'll never lie to you about anything like that. So that's where I'm at with that. But I mean, my overall feelings uh, like on plastic surgery, like I said, are if it's going to make you freaking happy, then do it. Just be educated on your decisions and don't just do procedures because like 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 bbls and stuff like that like that i think i personally again like i get it if it makes you happy but like i think those are a little um extreme like we don't need to look like old kim kardashian bbl era kardashians i think that's a little extreme (laughs) but you know again if it makes you happy, then go off, queen. I think research is key. Educating yourself on procedures are key before even doing them. I think it's really good to weigh your options and to have consultations with multiple people or multiple consultations with the same doctor. I just think it's good to just be educated on your decision. But yeah, that's my two cents on that. <laughs> Surgeries will never change you. Like, they'll never make you a different person. You're always still going to be you. So just... Stick to who you are and do what you want to do. Surgeries do kind of freak me out though, I will say. Like I've never been under under. Actually, no. Okay, so I thought I'd been under under, but I didn't. Like for your wisdom teeth, I got knocked out. But like I guess it was like local anesthesia. It's not like you're not like knocked out like a surgery. So I've never been knocked out before and that part scares me. Um, Like that part really freaks me out. But I mean, I guess, I don't know. I guess everyone has to get knocked out sometimes. Um, But that's, like, one thing ever since I was a kid about surgeries that kind of, like, freaked me out. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to bust through some questions and um, and then we'll leave it out there, I think. But um, let's do this one here. It says, how to maintain a healthy relationship with your partner. Number one, I guess going off this last topic, like, have someone that is supportive of you and only wants the best for you. Have someone that wants you to be happy, that literally wants to make you happy every single day that if you just want to make each other happy and you are proud of each other and you support each other in everything you do that I mean that is just bound for a great relationship you never want to be with someone who's going to judge you for your decisions if you are with someone and you want to spend the rest of your life with someone and they are your partner you need to make sure that they will support you no matter what decision you make no matter what journey you want to take no matter what business avenue you want to take Like, they just need to be supportive. They need to listen. They need to be loyal. They need to love you. I think those are all amazing traits on how to be in a healthy relationship with your partner. But I think that um, I've talked about this a lot in some of my past episodes. But I think key to just having a healthy relationship is just being respectful towards each other, listening to each other, supporting each other. Support is super, super big. And just growing with each other no matter what journey you're on. So, like, if you want to 
do something, that person needs to be okay with it. Like that, if obviously it's not harming them or anything like that, but like they need to be okay with it and they need to go along with you on that journey and support you and ask you how they can help in that journey or how they can, you know, support you. I think you just need to go with the flow and you guys need to just be there for each other and be each other's best friend and partner at the same time. You also have to have fun in your relationship. It needs to have some fun in it. You need to have date night. You need to have some sexy time. You need to be able to have your moments together alone. You need that. Healthy relationships need that to thrive. You need to prioritize each other and give each other your undivided attention and love at least once a day, like before you go to bed or you know what I mean? Like you just need to be there for each other. Date night is super, super important. I love going on date nights. It's my favorite. I get excited about it every single week. It's a time for us to just hang out. We get all dressed up. It's so nice. I love putting, you know, makeup on in a nice outfit. Like it's just, that's something that excites me. And I look forward to it every single week that we do it. We try every week. I know life gets ahead of you sometimes, but we at least dedicate one night where we have like like a takeout night or just a date night. You talk about your week, you talk about your day, you talk about what you've been on your mind. Like it's important to kind of debrief with your partner. It makes you closer. And like, for example, like me and my husband every night, like we watch our show before we go to bed and that's like our undivided time together. Like we lay there and we watch our show and we laugh and we fall asleep. And like, that's our like one a day time where we can just like unwind together and just be there in the moment together and it's important to dedicate that kind of time to each other every single day even if it's like tiny things like that this question is very interesting um threads if you guys don't know what that is it's a procedure kind of like gives you that cat eye lift i think that they're a no-go i'm sure some people have had amazing work done and they were great for them, but I've heard horror stories about threads and I don't think they last, but I don't know. Do your re- again, do your research on whatever you get done. The threads is kind of like more of like a very cosmetic facial procedure. It kind of just lifts the eyebrow to give you that like cat look and like basically sh- it's like a facelift with threads. Um, it's really interesting on how they do it. And I mean, I, I'm sure some of that looks great, the work. I just think that, um, I don't know, some of the horror stories that I've seen and some of the procedures that I've seen just didn't, one, last, and two, didn't look the best and caused, like, a lot of swelling and bruising. So, I don't know. Definitely do your research. Um, I don't really know much about it, like, to the extent I know what it is and stuff like that, and I can tell you about it, but I've never done my own research on it because it's not in my interest. So, yeah. Does 30 change your life, career goals, ambitions, love, etc.? So I'm not 30 yet, so I can't tell you, but I can only imagine that when you turn 30, I mean, I don't think that your life completely changes. I'm sure that as you get older, your career goals and ambitions and stuff like that changes, but forever young in the heart, forever young outside. I mean, I don't know. I guess, I guess it just depends on where you are in life. I guess it just depends. Like for me, like thinking forward in a few years when I'm 30, like I'll, I think my goals will be a little different. Like I probably will want to have a family and I'll focus on a family at that point and who knows what avenues I'll be in by then. But like, you know what I mean? So I I think that's just with any age. I think as you just get older, your, your careers and your career ambitions and your career goals like change and your you know, your personal goals. And I, I guess your focus is just different. Like my focus now is probably going to be different than when I'm 30, you know, 
Um, but things that will never change is like my marriage and my prioritizing my marriage and my relationships with people. Like I'm sure that that's the kind of stuff that doesn't change. You know what I mean? I don't know. I guess I'm going to end it there. Um, I don't want to make this too long for you guys, but yeah, I hope that you loved this episode. I hope that, um, you enjoyed the topics we talked about. I think that these were pretty good topics and I just think that overall, you girlies need to be more confident and you need to just love yourself and do what makes you happy because life is too damn short. And I say this all the time. It, I mean, it can go from cutting people out in your life to getting plastic surgery. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't, it's so broad, but it's so important in every single aspect of your life. Do what makes you happy. Life is way too damn short to put up with people and to deal with things that you don't want to deal with. Like it's just too short. I highly, highly, highly believe that. And I think that everybody needs a little more love and ambition and confidence in their life because life gets hard and life is shitty sometimes. And sometimes we just kind of get like moving in the motions and forget that like we're here to have fun. (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm going to be barricaded by a bunch of snow today. So wish me luck. Hopefully we don't get too much because I really am over the snow. I don't want any more. And hopefully the universe brings a tropical weekend or vacation my way soon because I need the sun. Husband loves the snow. He's like so excited. I'm just like, why? Why? But stay safe out there. I don't know where you are. Wherever you are, stay safe. Have fun. Have a great week. Kill everything you do this week in the best way possible. I'm rooting for you. It is the last week of the month. I won't talk to you until next Monday or Tuesday, which will be the second week of the month. So make sure you set yourself straight for the month. Like get your goals in order. Like we're we're getting into like the springy weather here in the East Coast. So It's time to kind of like relook everything, set your goals, manifest new things into your life, and just set yourself up for success. Spring is the season of new beginnings and new life, so use it to your advantage and get with the program. I hope you end your month fantastic and have a great rest of your week. As always, I adore and love all of you, and I'm so happy we got to talk today. I'll talk to you soon, and... Love you guys. Soundstripe.